You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him on Twitter at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So, Bo, we're in a very different situation than we were doing yesterday's podcast. There were a couple uh, Arizona Cardinals who restructured yesterday. As of right now, the Arizona Cardinals have about $15 million in free cap space. Now that dips down to right just over $12 million with the amount of money they're going to have to pay rookies after the 2021 draft. Everything has changed at this point. We're going to talk about that. It is the inaugural Throwdown Thursday here on Locked on Cardinals. Bo and myself will dedicate the last segment of the Thursday podcast to debate something that we have debated, you know, as innuendos through major topics. We're going to put a Twitter poll out, and we're going to let you decide which topic we're going to debate. Bo, what are we debating uh, the third segment today? We're going to throw down this Thursday, and it looks like the uh, according to our listeners in the Twitter poll up there, it's going to be... Should the Arizona Cardinals select a running back oh, yeah. in the first round? I was that's hoping that what, one. That's what we're going to debate. The other options, should Larry Fitzgerald chase a ring? Should he chase a title? Should he exit Arizona and maybe go to Tampa or go elsewhere to, to a team that might be more poised at this point to win a, Nash, uh, a Super Bowl? But uh, And then – Somebody, I think one person voted is Colt McCoy an upgrade at the backup quarterback position. Apparently not moving the needle at all, <laughs> Colt McCoy. So, but we're going to go, it looks like, unless something changes between now and the third segment, we're going to throw down Thursday on uh, whether or not the Arizona Cardinals should select a running back in the first round. Yeah, and this is obviously all predicated upon what they do in free agency. If they, with with their newfound cap space, go out and sign James Conner or somebody like that who warrants a little bit more uh, uh, cap consideration but let's jump quickly to what's kind of a surprise yesterday. Everything's been kind of a surprise. We haven't really gotten a whole lot of information leading up to the moves the Arizona Cardinals have made. There have been rumblings around Quentin Dunmar potentially visiting here, uh, former Seattle cornerback. Uh, 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 conflicting reports, John Gambadoro here from the flagship station said that's not a thing. Really take his word with a grain of salt at this point, in my opinion. Um, but Rodney Hudson restructures. They move some of his uh, – his uh, his salary this year to a signing bonus. I think it was around eight point eight million. Drops his number down to just over two million, saving about seven million against the cap. And then Jordan Hicks takes a pay cut to stay with the Arizona Cardinals. He he was a fringe guy. Like, could they cut Jordan Hicks? He's shown enough at this point to where you know he warrants to live out the extent of his contract here. Bo, you're looking at twelve million dollars after the rookie pool hits the cap in twenty twenty one. Where would you allocate these funds? Same place. I mean, it's bringing back Larry Fitzgerald and it's finding another veteran corner to add to this roster before the draft. I think that that's where you have to spend it. And then, yeah, I mean, do you kick the tires on a veteran running back? Do you kick the tires on another wide receiver? 
they got, I mean, the tight end room now is, is looking pretty barren. It's looking similar to what the cornerback room looked before the Malcolm Butler edition. So tight end, you know, do you bring back a Dan Arnold or, or do you look at some of the other guys out there? But uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they, they needed a little financial flexibility. You know, you're seeing the reports out there that this team is mostly going to spend it on, on their draft picks and then maybe having some leftover for those Steve Kime training camp specials where he brings in the Jonathan Abrahams, the Larry Foots of the world and they of the world and, and they end up, you know, playing a role on this roster in in the next season. So we'll see what happens with I, the good thing is they have financial flexibility in a time where not a lot of NFL, like NFL rosters were scrambling for this. And the Arizona Cardinals have done a good job this offseason. Absolutely. They've been level-headed. They've made the decisions they wanted to make. They've they've bolstered the lineup in ways that they wanted to with leadership and strength. Uh, hasn't bro- haven't really broken the bank, even though they've applied for their AARP card compared to they were last year. It's fine. I mean, this is a this is a stopgap measure. What What's going to happen next year when the salary cap balloons is, we don't know what's going to happen. We've never really experienced this, regardless of how high the salary cap has been in the NFL. Everything kind of gets thrown out the window, and you're playing with silly money, funny money, in the game of Monopoly that's funny money to begin with. So we'll, we'll kind of cross that bridge when we come to it. Now, I want to bring this up. Bo, I'm looking at the list of top free agents still on the market. And with the money that still the Cardinals have recently come into, and just one caveat, if they give Larry Fitzgerald $10 million, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> because that now is in their crosshairs. If they set – and, like, it, it doesn't really affect the roster. Like, they're not cutting somebody to re-sign Larry Fitzgerald. If they give Larry Fitzgerald $10 million, I would regurgitate all over this microphone. I mean, is that fair? At this point, do you think that would be doing the team a disservice for the future to bring Fitz back at $10 mil? What's uh? What number are you okay with? Six, six, so five or six. The same money that uh, yes. kind of uh, AJ grew. Yes, and that's even too much. Or I would say three million dollars. Yeah, you know what? It would be the gold watch, right? It would yeah. be the gold watch for Larry Fitzgerald. But yeah. I think he's received a couple of those. He, he's he was we've we've gone over this. He was at one point really the only uh, face of this franchise. The only reason to kind of keep fans uh, happy for a couple of moments, especially during 2018 that they could take pride in. And it's no longer the case. Uh, I mean, uh, you have, have a lot of pride in Larry Fitzgerald, number 11, wearing Cardinals uniform. Uh, but it, it need they need to figure out what number um, justifies, you know, I think they spend a little bit over what his market value is, but make sure that there's no, he has no reason to go to Tampa, to go to Minnesota, that they, they pay him enough to keep him happy. Yeah. I, that would be ten it's million. Not, I don't think it's ten. I think he's he's realistic about it. He's I mean, not, eight's a lot of money for a thirty-seven-year-old who's going to be your fourth option. Yeah, like at some point you're going to need to diversify your portfolio and not look back to the nineteen eighties, the glory days. It's just not it's not prudent for a team that's really on a good run. And yeah, they should bring Larry Larry Fitzgerald back. Larry Fitzgerald took should take one year, two and a half million dollars with escalators. That's what should happen. But it's there is borderline selfishness that, that's going to come into play. And not everybody thinks everybody. And there's a lot of people that think just give him what he wants. This is what happens. Why? Why? You're doing everything correctly to rectify the trash heap of drafts and free agent signings that didn't work out. Wide receivers in the draft. Everything. You're finally starting to get some positive momentum. I know Larry Fitzgerald has the key to the state of Arizona and will for eternity. But that doesn't mean you have to give him seven million dollars more than what his worth is going to be on the field. 
And yeah, I know I there's still... the leadership stuff in the locker room. You have guys for that now. He was yeah. never that guy. I just don't think it's as polarizing as you're making it out to be. I, I think that there, it's probably just a waiting game. We know as far as the business savvy that Larry Fitzgerald and his camp has, and they're just trying to, you know, if, if they are trying to posture to come back, they're trying to get the best deal possible. And I'm not going to air the, I'm not going to fault the guy for that. And I'm not going to fault the Arizona Cardinals trying to, you know, stick to their guns and find the best number for Larry Fitzgerald to come back at. I don't think it's going to be like, Hey, he needs, he's, he's commanding, you know, $10 million and he's not coming back. If he doesn't get it, he realizes that if he's going to make even the veterans minimum, that's going to be an ability to make a living better than, you know, 98% of the, of the country. Yeah. So I, I think that he's just trying to, he's, he's going to see, you know, what, what's out there as far as can he get a, a big deal? Probably not. Uh, the best situation's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. It's not moving yourself to Tampa and, and trying to join that train as it just uh, took home a Lombardi trophy this past season. Well, it's true. Alex Clancy, Bobrock locked on Cardinals. And I, I'm not making it out to be this gigantic thing. It's just there are better ways to allocate the funds and giving him a double-digit uh, contract for a year. Like, the gold watch, as you mentioned, he got in 2018 when they were the worst offensive team in 2019 in, yeah, yeah in 2019 in 2020, and then last yeah. year i mean i would even say last year he gets a reprieve because they just didn't utilize him correctly he was on the field a lot he missed the last uh, he missed a game but i mean man it's still Larry Fish. too yeah i mean he yeah. was it was a it was a weird season for everybody um i mean there, there's so many variables that go into this right. and then like just just be happy it hasn't been like a Brett Favre situation mm-hmm. it hasn't been that dramatic it hasn't been like well i'm going to retire it's you know been probably going to come back and i'm not saying that this time but it, it hasn't been you know just riding that wave it, it's been a little bit more professional than that and you have to appreciate that absolutely of course and that's that's without question alex clancy bobrock follow him at bobrock follow the podcast at locked on az cards follow me at clancy's corner on twitter um thank you to everybody who's subscribing on youtube uh you know it's we're, we're trying to build this, and we're trying to do it the right way organically, and, and so far, so good. On the other side, there's some big-name free agents that are still out there that with the shrunken cap for the 2021 NFL season may be right in the wheelhouse if the Arizona Cardinals decide to not give Larry Fitzgerald $46 million next year. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. And in the final segment, the inaugural throwdown Thursday, Bo and I disagree somewhat severely on the topic. It's going to be fun. We'll talk about that in the third segment. Veteran free agents next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about rockauto.com. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I know nothing about cars. Neither does Bo. I don't like to go to chain storefront places and ask people things because it makes me feel dumb. And I can't find things. You know, they have the, you know, the, the books at the end of aisles where you can look things up for an hour. It's like, you know, a phone book. I'm good with that. Rockauto.com is where you need to go. Go to rockauto.com. They're... Website is super easy to navigate. It's a family-owned business. They've been around for 20 years. It's got everything laid out for you, so you don't have to think paint, tail lamps, whatever, tail lights, whatever you want. RockAuto.com has you. You can just search for it. Re- reliably low prices, whether it be for you know manufacturers or people like me, just do-it-yourselfers. If it's for your daily driver, weekend driver, whatever, RockAuto.com's got you covered. Go to RockAuto.com. And write the promo code locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. 
And also, Built Bar Madness is here, and it's almost over. We're down to the championship matchup. The championship matchup between one of my favorites and one of my sworn enemies. A cookie dough chunk, it's so good. And coconut brownie chunk. Listen, coconut is not good. Okay, number one in my opinion. But I've had the coconut brownie chunk. We're lucky enough to get sent a bunch of these from Built Bar. It tastes, I mean, it's the best tasting coconut anything that I've had. And I'm, again, not just saying that because Built Bar sponsors the Lockdown Podcast Network. I mean it. I truly mean it. So it's Built Bar Madness. That's the matchup. It's the championship game. Get it? Instead of championship. See what I did there? Um, go to BuiltBar.com or do at built bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's final matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, so the Cardinals saved some space under the salary cap last year with the restructuring of Rodney Hudson's contract and adding a couple dummy years that they're going to eat later, around $5 million in dead money, I believe in 2023, and uh, Jordan Hicks took a pay cut. So the Cardinals have around $12 million to mess around with. Let's jump out of the realm of Larry Fitzgerald is going to take a lion's share of that and talk just what's in front of us. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen in an hour, but there is a list, a laundry list, if I may, of players that could make immediate impacts for this roster. Now, we've talked a lot about what if Michael Parsons drops to 16. Just hypothetically speaking, off-the-field stuff, people have dropped. You know, Robert Kimdiche dropped. I mean, that's it, it, most recently that the Arizona Cardinals have have um, have drafted. Caleb Farley is probably going to drop because of the back issues. But if Michael Parsons is there and he's, you know, he's a, he's a top talent linebacker, edge rusher, mauler from Penn State. If he drops to 16, do the Cardinals take him? We've pretty much determined that you need to take need and slash best player available, and mm. Michael Parsons wouldn't necessarily be a position of need for the Cardinals. Now, for the future he is, but for this year, not necessarily so much. But that begs the question, with the salary uh, cap space the Cardinals have now, let me just run down a list. Just Let's focus on edge rushers uh, specifically because – it gives the Cardinals an opportunity to maybe sign a guy one year four mil who could bolster this pass rush. Melvin Ingram, Olivier Vernon, Justin Houston, Alden Smith, kind of more of an outlier. Everson Griffin is the, is the eldest of the bunch. Of those five guys, I mean, Melvin Melvin Ingram has been a bruiser with the Chargers when he's on the field over you know, the last several years. And Justin Houston, when he's with Kansas City and then went to Indy, he's an impact guy. So obviously they'd be upgrades over Marcus Golden, even though Marcus Golden is a you know a fan favorite, a team favorite. Would would the would the Cardinals benefit themselves by at least looking at the price range for these guys? Melvin Ingram went to Kansas City. He left without a deal. I don't know if that means that they want to allocate funds elsewhere or if he wants too much at the age of thirty-two. Are, do any of those names pique your interest to want to bring in, or is it just it's six and one half a dozen of the other? Any of those guys would work. No, they piqued my interest in, especially because it's Steve Kime, and that's kind of one of his sweet spots. We talk about his success in pulling off trades, where where he's had his resume is just filled with that, where he falls short drafting players and and hitting big as far as where he allocates his free agent dollars. But as far as kicking the tires on guys that, uh, especially at the edge position, pass rush position, he's had success. Jonathan Abram. Dwight Freeney came in and had seven mm-hmm. and a half sacks. He came in not even, I think it was a couple games into the regular season. Dwight Freeney came in 
uh, for the team and, and contributed right away. What was that? 20, wasn't it 2015, Dwight Freeney? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that he has the ability to evaluate that position and see if there's anything left. And if there's not, you know, they come in, they practice with the team, they play a couple games, and if they don't make an impact, just send them on their merry way. But, yeah, I mean, how much money are you talking about here? I mean, one for three and a half, one for four, something yeah, like I that. Mean, I don't know if that's something that we watched uh, Ingram get in. He was in a contract dispute during mm-hmm. the last hard knocks. We saw that play out. I mean, money uh, is very important to him, especially at this stage in his career. But we'll see what, what uh, opportunities have. I mean, like Alden Smith, you can take him off the list. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's, he's worth it's just an interesting it. name. He flashed yeah. there in Dallas last year. He I mean, he, he he's a mauler. I mean, he was one of the best. He had the best first two years of any pass rusher ever. Yeah. Right? Didn't he have like 30 sacks in his first two years, something like that? He, he had he just was, monster. Him and uh, what was the other Smith? I'll never remember the other Smith's name. Jeff Smith? It was two of them. For San Francisco? Yeah. 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 Years ago. I don't remember. But I mean, it's just it's interesting, and the and the reason why I bring it up, and and I'm it, I'm glad that you kind of see it the same way I do. Like, this is the year for the one year. It doesn't matter how old these guys are. This is a weird salary cap year. You're never going to get younger through free agency. You get younger through the draft and high impact guys that you draft. And obviously, if you have high profile guys that are 25 that don't want to stay at the team they're on, you can get younger that way. But by and large, you're going to be bringing in 27 and older guys who are free agents. And if you have a 31, 32-year-old pass rusher who's still 80% of what he once was at his peak, I mean, you, you got to see what's out there and for the money and what money you're, would garner. You're not going to have these guys out there 80% of the snaps. Right. I mean, these are going to be rotational guys. Yeah. And that's the one thing, and it's especially when you hit – you go past the big 3 in the in the NFL is you just can't do it on a consistent, like, every down basis. That's just – that's – it's – you lose a little bit of a step, but sometimes, like, if, if it's just, hey, uh, Melvin Ingram, go in there and get after the passer, he can do that. He can do that, and he can rotate out and get, you know, have a nice little uh, Gatorade, quench his thirst, and like get some oxygen, some, <laughs> and he'll be good to go. But if you're expecting him to be an every-down rusher, it's not going to be – it's it's not a good idea. But this is where the, the Arizona Cardinals have set themselves up to kind of just add. It, it's It's icing on the cake. Uh, that like we've been saying, as far as whichever corner they bring in, and I still I'm pretty confident. And and there's this free agent list that you sent me, and the the top five, you know, three of the guys in the top five are corners, mm-hmm. and they look great in a Cardinals uniform. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I want to ask before before we flip over to to throw it on Thursday in the last segment, it's gonna would be a bloodbath. It, it's it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, um, I <laughs> I don't know what the hell to say with that. Uh, what does this mean for Isaiah Simmons, though, if they go do that? Because he's I mean, an out, he's he's not an inside linebacker. But they're that's what they're they're moving forward with him as, as an inside linebacker. I mean, there was the opportunity several times last season for them to uh, for them to let him rush the passer, and they didn't give it to him. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just Chandler Jones's injuries. I mean, there was you know Devon Kennard went down with injuries. I mean, there was a couple weeks there where they could have easily slotted him. Like, we talked about him playing some safety last year. We talked about him playing so many different positions, and they just were they were stubborn. They were, they were not moving on that. And uh, it, I, I, what, what's going to change their mind now? I don't know. Uh, but but I, I do know that there's going to be some form of OTAs this year, some form of offseason, and it's, it's easy to scapegoat that for a young guy, but there are plenty of rookies that, that uh, you know, Went and balls that balled out last year 
without any OTAs. It just maybe. I mean, listen. If Isaiah Simmons, we don't talk about Isaiah Simmons. If Isaiah Simmons can pop. Like, if the light turns on and the game slows down for him and he's able to figure out the inside linebacker position or they, you know, get a hair up their ass and they want to move him outside or some some fashion of the two, mm-hmm. that would be an all-world addition to this roster. He's 6'3", 250, under 4'4", 40. Yep. He's the quintessential what you want from the linebacker position. and yeah, Especially if you've got Justin Fields coming in who just ran a 4.43. Yeah. It'd be it's nice speed to have your linebacker so run a, For sure. Yeah. Run a sub four four. It's absurd. And you think about the the power up front with Watt and Chandler Jones, and then at the next level, you got a guy in Chan- in uh, in Isaiah Simmons that can play with that kind of speed and that kind of power. And then on the back end, you got Buda Baker. I mean, still trying to figure out the the secondary as far as the outside. But mm-hmm. man, I mean, on all three levels of your defense, I mean, there's some playmakers. That's that's scary for opposing offenses. Yeah, I mean, I want like. I'd rather have, and let me ask you this before we move on because this is interesting. Which side of the ball would you rather have other teams fear more, offense or defense? I think in this division, we've seen that defense plays very well. Like that, that is a big advantage. But I mean, you you know what you're gonna you like people buy tickets to come see Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Russell Wilson. At that, you know, at some point it was you, Jared Goff, and and those receivers there, and Todd Gurley. But what's really like the Seahawks won a Super Bowl with defense. The uh, the L.A. Rams punched their. They were able to kind of steady the ship last year by having a top defense. I mean, it's it, there's some sexy offenses in here, but at the end of the day, defense still plays very well in this division. If the Arizona Cardinals can somehow get into the conversation as having one of the top defenses, that's going to go a long way. Yeah, I mean, don't you want when you're looking at fantasy football and you're you're looking at the roster for or the schedule for your quarterbacks, oh man, they're playing the Cardinals this week. Let's use, let's use on the waiver wire. Like all joking aside, like yeah. that's where you want to get. You yeah. want to get to Steelers, Ravens. You do not start your QB one against that defense. And obviously, you know fantasy numbers are completely different. But I agree with you. It's defense. I want that black jersey to scare people, and and it hasn't. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's the best-looking jersey they have, but you want their best-looking jersey on defense to scare the S out of opposing offenses, and it just hasn't yet, and hopefully they'll get closer. And Isaiah Simmons flipping the switch would definitely help with that. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Um, throw down Thursday. Let's go. Next. But first, it's time to talk about betonline.a. G. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We've been talking about them forever. It's true. Nothing's changed. Football might be over, and uh, you know the draft is coming up. But March Madness, Final Four this weekend, championship game Monday night. There's the women's Final Four. There's NBA Major League Baseball starts today. They've got everything you need. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code locked on. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's the first edition of Throwdown Thursday here on Locked On Cardinals. Listen, Bo Brock in one corner. 
I think he's wearing pinstripe shorts. I don't know. I don't like it. Alex Clancy in the other corner, the reigning champ. Wow. Battle to the proverbial death um, around a topic that you chose for us. So this is what we did. Put out a Twitter poll this morning at Locked on AZ Cards on Twitter. We gave three choices for which topics you would like to hear Bo and I debate. Bo, what are the topics and what are we debating? All right. The first topic I'm going to just bludgeon you in is, <laughs> <laughs> according to our listeners, our first Throwdown Thursday, Arizona Cardinals topic, picked by you guys, selecting a running back in the first round. Your other options oh, yeah. should Larry Fitzgerald chase a ring, a title, Lombardi trophy, and the third option, which didn't get a whole lot of run, is Colt McCoy and upgraded the backup quarterback position. But everybody wants to hear us Throwdown Thursday on if the Arizona Cardinals should select a running back 16th overall. I wish I could do the age before beauty thing, but I'm older than you. So I, I can't <laughs> I can't do that. So I will start. All right, let's see it. There's no, and this is the the uh the caveat is this is not with a trade up. This right. is not trading up. They're not trading up in the draft. Sticking and picking. Sticking and picking at 16. When was the last time a first round running back actually made an impact enough on a team? To win a Super Bowl, so I, that's I'm just a little food for thought for you. So Todd Gurley was one of the big ones where where the the Rams traded up surprisingly, and, or they didn't trade up, they drafted him top twelve. Okay, Sony Michelle went to New England, I believe, after they won a Super Bowl. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire most recently went to Kansas City after their Super Bowl. You know, their 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 Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Cardinals have so many needs that supersede the running back position. Can a running back stop a quarterback from throwing to a wide receiver? Just quickly. Unless his name is Brandon Williams and he played in college and then uh, was reverted to a a, a cornerback his rookie year. Can a running back really command the tempo of an offense like as much as a quarterback to where a wide receiver would be less important? than a running back. So that's two positions. Cornerback, wide receiver, more important. Mm-hmm. Offensive lineman, more important than a running back at 16. Even tight end, if they had a chance to draft Kyle Pitts, would be more important than a running back at 16. When it comes down to this offense and the holes needed on both sides of the ball, the running back position is last. You can get a 30-year-old running back to rush for seven or 800 yards and seven or eight touchdowns and be fine. With the spectrum of how broad a spectrum is for busts with a running back in the first round, why would the Cardinals take that chance when they're on the precipice of something great? Why would they do it? Alex, you ignorant dope. You couldn't be way further off <laughs> as far as the Arizona Cardinals because they should select a running back 16th overall, and here's why. 10-2. and two. That's the Arizona Cardinals record under Cliff Kingsbury when they rush for 150 plus yards. It's like leasing a brand new car. I've said this several times, no mileage limit, just rack up those miles on a brand new sports car. Not only are we talking about selecting a running back in the first round, we're talking about the first back off the board. And if you look at that and you talk about the bustability, it's, there's not a whole lot of it. Five of the last six running backs selected have been bell cows and guys that can break big plays and then also churn clock, something you've been craving for a long time from the position when you're sitting on a lead. 
You mentioned Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, the outlier there. It's Leonard Fournette. He just won a Super Bowl. But also, you know, he's got a polarizing career. The same draft, the same top 10. You had Christian McCaffrey go. He's been an absolute just beast at the running back position. They've won a lot of playoff games. Yeah. Well, I know. But at the same time, they didn't have, you know, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. You can't stack the box when you have Nook and you have Kyler and you have A.J. Green. A rookie running back, especially the top back off the board, would eat in the Arizona Cardinals offense. I mean, like. The Arizona Cardinals, if they got one of the top three backs, and, and I think the top, I think the consensus guy is Najee Harris, he would just he would be nightmare fuel for opposing defensive coordinators. Javante Williams, I think, also, and then Travis Etienne, he's one of the guys I'm on the fence of. But those are your top three running backs. If you take the top guy off the board, I mentioned all those names, you know, not the Sony Michelles of the world. I mean, the second round is the sweet spot. We've identified that, right? But there are no guarantees that that you're going to get one of the top three backs at 49th overall. The Arizona Cardinals would do themselves a huge service if they took a running back 16th overall. So when they play against Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson twice and whoever quarterback is going to quarterback the 49ers twice and Matthew Stafford twice and Kirk Cousins with that offense and with the cornerback room they have right now, can't use a running back if you're down three scores, if your corners can't stop anybody. So when you look at the pass rush that they've acquired, aging, looks good on paper, but we don't know. There's no home run. There's not one home run on that front seven that we know for sure, whether coming off injury, age, or the inability to perform so far, that they're going to perform well enough to be able to cover up the the uh, shortcomings of the cornerback room. If you're down two scores in the fourth quarter, I don't care if Bo Jackson's your running back. I don't care if Barry Sanders is your running back. You ain't running the ball. So a running ball is a nice to have, not a need to have that high in the draft. And that's why secondary is of the utmost, in my opinion. Over Completely overshadowing running backs, you fool, who goes, Bo, by the way, Bo Brock goes to Great Clips to get his hair cut. He does. He does. He just told me that before uh, before he went on. Uh, true story. Thirteen bucks. Thirteen ninety nine. Overshadowing completely. Continues. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Overshadowing completely the fun popcorn nature of drafting a running back. Obviously, be fun. We're football fans when it comes down to it. This debate or otherwise, we're football fans and we would love to see Najee Harris in a running back, but they're not there yet. They're eating their vegetables. They haven't digested their vegetables in an effort to be able to have dessert that we've been yearning for over the last couple drafts. They've drafted poorly. It, th- the messed up part is you could be right. This could be the right time. But they have so many more glaring needs that would directly affect wins and losses that would completely overshadow a running back and his ability to directly affect wins and losses. Taking the top running back off the board at 16th overall is the ultimate don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Oh, thank God. Thank you for doing it. Because when you think about the prospect of adding Najee Harris to this Arizona Cardinals offense, I mean, it's it's a game changer. He can do everything you need and everything necessary for this offense to have the balance. And when you talk about going down a couple scores at a time, like two scores, it doesn't happen because 
you come out and, and you're moving the ball. You're keeping it close. You're getting that balance. What have we been craving watching Cliff Kingsbury's offenses is like, do something more traditional. Don't just go out there, three throw three passes, and then put your defense right back on the field. Because if you've got a running that puts put you in third and manageable, guys like Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins become lethal. And, you know, I know, like, look, when you talk about the value, sure, you can – I mean, the, the need is there, cornerback. And I think when you look at the class, there are three guys that you take. If they're off the board and there's potential of that, if they're the three top playmakers as far as the receivers go, running back, I, I think you really have to look at it because, you know, it, it's the best way to put a game-changing impact player in your lineup day one than anything else gives you. There's an opening for a Locked On Cardinals host. You can DM me. <laughs> At Locked On AZ Cards, Bo will no longer be Hold part on. of the program. I need to call. I, I need to report a murder. I just, uh, <laughs> I just killed Clancy. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. That was the inaugural Throwdown Thursday. We'll get more polished on it. It's just fun. It's, it's something that's a little bit different. Uh, we'll post this. We're going to be posting this soon. Um, listen, it's going to get better and better. Every Thursday, we'll be doing it, and uh, we want your votes. Comment below retweet we want to get as much information on how bad Bo is at his job please please do it uh we'll talk to you tomorrow lockdown cardinals